Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 219 of All Booked Up, the Buffalo and Erie County Public Libraries podcast about books, movies, and all things pop culture. I am your host, Michelle Snyder. And I am Jacob Maracu. Jacob, sup? Oh, not much. We got to do this later in the day, so I actually feel like I'm awake at this point. Like, that's that's nice. And good for you. It only takes till 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Well, that's usually for me I got about well. I got about an hour left to work, so that should even it out nicely for me. I feel good only after lunch. Yeah, And then much. for only about three hours, and then I'm sleepy again. That, that's always why I like the early shift. I'm like, you want to come in early? I'm like, bring me in as early as you want, man, because I don't wake up till noon, and then it's two hours of work, or three hours of work, and we're out of here, so let's do it. It works for me. So today, we're going to get right into it. I think mostly because you and I do not excel at small talk. <laughs> we do. It's just we can't actually put it on the show. I feel like most of our conversations are about movies anyway in real life. So oh, yeah. Um, today yeah. let's talk. Is there, is there anything else in life really to talk about these days? I, I don't want to talk about half of it. It's true. It's true. So instead of the real world, let's talk about Prison Break movies. Yeah. So there is a certain formulaic aspect to watching a team of prisoners plan an escape, mm-hmm. execute it and then succeed or fail. Usually succeed, but... Yeah, even better, in escaping the authorities. And it's just like, it's such a fun formula, though, even, you know, throughout all of the films that I've seen. I'm always like, yeah, I'm fine with that. It's such a fun formula, and it's just easily repeatable. You can push it into a bunch of different scenarios. You can can make it either as serious or as goofy as you want, and it's going to equally work out. Oh, it's just, it's fantastic. Yeah. Great setup. I would say the classic prison movies are kind of among the best... Of just really films in general. I mean, okay, they're not the objective best. Um, And maybe, like, the escape ones aren't even the best prison movies, per se, because there's great prison movies like The Green Mile that aren't as concerned with the idea of escaping. I want to see the Rick Dalton cut of uh, The Great Escape. That's that's something I'm looking forward to. Is that... That's a Once Upon a Time in Hollywood reference. Oh, oh yeah, Rick Dalton. That was the <laughs> character's name. It took me. It took me a second. Um, but anyway, so the movies that we're going to talk about, they stand as good picks for anyone who likes <clears throat> their prison movies heavy on escape. Oh yeah. Oh, That's my my collection is a whole bunch of your escape in reality with some of these bad boys. I am. <laughs> I can't wait to see the, the combination of. There's definitely going to be uh, the quality ones. I think are going to go on Michelle's side, almost certainly. So. There's there's always there's always a chance to that. So the first one I'm going to mention, as you just did, is The Great Escape from 1963. Oh, well, this is awkward. I wouldn't want to mention it. <laughs> the Great Escape, in a word, is great. Yes, it is, actually. Like, it's one of those classic movies that actually stands up these days. Yeah, it's perhaps like the quintessential prison escape movie, being nearly a three-hour epic um, but based on true events, centering on a team of allied prisoners and their plan to break out of a heavily guarded Nazi prison of war camp um, in Germany during World War II. So this film, it has everything. It also has everyone. Oh, every, <laughs> everyone is in this movie so back then. Steve McQueen might be the most memorable of member course. of the cast. Star of the blob, of course, as we all know. <laughs> but everyone else is fantastic, too. So we've got James Gardner. Like love James Garner. Still good to the end there. Richard Attenborough. Yep. Got Charles him. Bronson. Good old Chuck Bronson, man. He was around forever, man. James Coburn. Oops. Three magnificent seven people already. Exactly. Um, the characters are so likable that it. I mean, obviously you're rooting for their escape the whole time, and almost the entire film is focused on 
just the escape, making for a consistently engaging watch. Yeah, there's no. We like the planning as well. They're not throwing in like some random love story between Steve McQueen. No, we don't have time uh, for that. Yeah, and and, um, some nurse. Like, none of that. We're just planning our escape. We're getting out of here. We're screwing with some Nazis. That's right. That's what everybody likes doing. There is plenty of suspense and excitement. um, And as you said, like, it holds up very well after almost 60 years. (laughs) Which that is not always the case. There's a lot of old movies that are trash nowadays. And. The soundtrack is also amazing. Still know it. And the stunts are super awesome. Plus, it has one of the biggest nail-biter plots in film history, I would say. Mm-hmm. And finally, everyone in this movie is just so freaking cool. Oh, my God, yeah. It is like, like the epitome of cool. This was just like if you went to a party and these guys were there oh, back, that, back the in the day, party. you're just like, I am hanging out here. I don't know what's <laughs> yeah. going to happen, but it's going to be a good time for sure. Yeah, definitely. So, all right, after The Great Escape, what do you have? All right, so equally, I think, on the level of American cinema history, I'm going with 1997's Face Off, the, <laughs> Nick, the Nick Cage, John Woo, and uh, John Travolta classic. Which, if you did not know, is getting a sequel from Paramount. Oh, I did not know. Oh, yeah. It's a new cast, thank God, because I was worried they were going to find a way to resurrect people. But No. um, Yeah, and the sequel coming out, so keep your eyes open for that. But basically, it's the story of Nicolas Cage as super terrorist Caster Troy as he gets captured slash killed by uh, Sean Archer, who is played by John Travolta. Gosh, he's not even looking at notes. I just want everyone to know he just has those character names in his head, which is extraordinary. I have seen Face Off (laughs) one or two times, let me say it that way. Oh, my gosh. So after um, John Travolta catches Nick Cage in the beginning and, you know, thinks he kills him, it turns out that he, for some reason, has a bomb with a delay trigger. Go figure why you would do that but they did so instead of trying any kind of actual investigation they're like hey why don't we just rip this guy's face off slap it on you don't worry about your body composition don't worry about any of it don't worry about any of that we're just gonna it'll 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 work fine don't even worry faces are the only identifying features on humans and then wouldn't you know it for some reason the super terrorist who is completely unguarded by the way not even gonna mention that wakes up and then steals his opponent's face and decides oh, to take man. over his life. So now FBI agent Travolta, now played by Nick Cage, has to break out of jail to catch super terrorist Nick Cage, now played by John Travolta. Let this be a lesson to you to never leave your face lying around I mean, where anyone can pick it up. You know, keys, wallet, cell phone, face. You should Also, always... they healed really quickly. Don't even get me started. <laughs> they cut his hair while his face is off and they didn't, they're like, there's not going to be little hairs underneath the face driving you nuts. <laughs> There's a, I feel like I have an itch right here, and it's under your skin. There's a there's a, like an intimate scene oh, with so Nick Cage, Travolta with Travolta Cage's wife, and she doesn't notice any differences that would also be going on. I, have to say, I don't remember the jail breakout. Oh my god! And it's where like now, I have to watch it again. Nick Cage has to break out of the super prison where they have you on the magnified boots, like it's a Mario. Oh my god, that's probably the best scene in the movie, man. Trying to break out of this impossible prison, so. It's just, it's so fun. It's so dumb. And then, fun fact, Nicolas Cage came off of the set of Con Air, jumped on a plane, flew to the set of Face Off, and started filming the very next day. Wow. So, <laughs> no time practicing man, that did impression. Man, did he shine back then? Oh, like, like, like a, a super, star. It's a supernova, man. Bright. <laughs> He's trying to make a comeback, but it doesn't look like audiences really want it, unfortunately. Looking um, at those Renfield box office That's reasons. really sad. Okay, the next one. To me... And I am going to comfortably say to you, this is the prison movie, Ooh, I like which that would setup. be 1994's The Shawshank Redemption. Oh, yeah. I think, yeah. That, I think, is the best one 
come it, on to last forever. It is one of the rare films that no one seems to dislike. I have not found anyone who's like, ugh, no. Shawshank. Well, maybe like people before they've seen it, but once they've seen it, they're, yes. they're all in on it. I mean, it's so character-focused. It's moving. It's a very engaging film, and it's about the friendship between one prisoner who's kind of resigned to prison life forever, um, who the character is Red, played by Morgan Freeman, and one is a wrongfully imprisoned man, Andy Dufresne, um, played by Tim Robbins, who desperately wants to escape. So uh, who who wouldn't, right? Yeah, it's not a great place to be. So I think that you know Shawshank focuses more on surviving prison life than it does on prison escape, but the escape element is still an essential part yeah. of the film, and it probably leads to one of the film's most iconic moments. I've, He's just standing oh, yeah. in the rain with his little arms out. You know it. It's <laughs> funny to think that such a scene like that, you have to say one of its most iconic moments because it's not the only one people think about when they watch this movie. It's not. I mean, that's this it. You could never have a list of prison movies without talking about a movie that is beloved and rewatchable is... Shawshank is and then so. still somehow not as good as Forrest Gump Academy question mark on was that, that the one? same year that was and Pulp Fiction was that year too but Forrest Gump was the best picture so and mm. I actually know people that hate Forrest Gump I do not hate, I hate Forrest Gump I hate Forrest well Gump. there I you go but terrible. nobody hates Shawshank so nope. I'm sure everyone has seen it just go watch it again oh yeah that's a way to spend an Jump afternoon <laughs> um so obviously I would say uh, the addition of Face Off, go see Con Air as well, because that's just, you want to talk about Nick Cage and his renaissance. It's just worth it for his hair, for just, being real. Oh, that breezy. <laughs> it's like, so br- It was meant for wind. It's just, he's not at all wearing extensions. In no. That. Not, they're not trying to hide it's it like, at all. Oh, natural. Nick Cage, John Cusack, John Malkovich, Steve Buscemi, Ving Rhames, Colmini, Micheletti, Williamson, come on. They're just a bunch of convicts who are stealing a... Trans, prisoner transport plane so they can get to Mexico and escape. But wouldn't you know it, ex-Army Ranger uh, Nick Cage, who is in jail for defending himself after getting jumped in a parking lot because he was a soldier. Oh again, boy. another qu- questionable it's, it's, plot point yeah. in a action movie. But again, you want to talk about a stupid, brainless, <laughs> mid-90s awesome action movie. I feel like that um, Conair was right up there, man. The, the, it was. It was the, great. They have their final big action scene is flying a plane down the Las Vegas Strip, which, <laughs> if you've never been there, a the airport not that far from the Strip, you could easily make it there <laughs> if you needed to. You did not need to do this. Did not need to do it. Also, the lack of casualties if you're just flying a plane down the Strip. The Strip is not that long, and if you flew a plane down it like also, that, their wingspan is quite wide. Quite. Like, <laughs> what are we flying? Like a going to Europe or something with this thing? There's no way you're ripping apart casinos on both sides. Where are the bridges, people? I didn't see it. It's a whole thing. Wow. But just such a dumb, fun movie to watch. Yeah. Another one that I've seen a million times. But uh, Con Air. You know what I actually thought about? The mm. way this, this one stupid. Let's tell you how stupid this movie is. Nicolas Cage befriends Micheletti Williamson, who's his best friend in this movie, by mm-hmm. giving him um, like snowballs, which are um, you know candies. Yeah. He's diabetic. So he's giving them these super sugary candies that they become He's friends. trying to kill his best friend. Yeah, well, the guy doesn't even know, and they somehow become best friends because he tried to murder him. So. I think they also make Steve Buscemi a really likable character, but I'm pretty sure he's in jail because he's a pedophile, feels familiar. A pedophile murderer. They yes. said he uh, so. he drove across four states with a girl's head a head on his head. Yeah, so that's, that's <laughs> Simon fascinating. Weston, the 90s were a different time, everybody. <laughs> Let me just say that. If you, did, if you missed it, I feel sorry for you. <laughs> It was a trip. Yeah, those films are not repeating. Okay, so back to the 90s. 1993, 
Um, and I'm going to talk about The Fugitive. And now I know that The Fugitive mm-hmm. about wrongly convicted Dr. Richard Kimball, played by Harrison Ford, does not, quote unquote, break out of prison. Not necessarily. So much as run away after several prisoners hijack their transport bus and attempt to <clears throat> escape. But I feel like the stakes are the same. Sure. Um, so Kimball is on death row for the murder of his wife, which he absolutely did not commit. Right. You could tell that right from the beginning because it's Harrison Ford. We know he's not going to do all that stuff, at least not at that point. Plus, we like see him fighting. Yeah, well, there's that <laughs> the too. Real person. We, we actually get to see the crime, so we kind of know. Um, but he's determined to clear his name, and he's just running like hell. He's changing his identity. He's doing everything he can to avoid capture by the super cool jeans-wearing human bloodhound um, of a U.S. marshal that is Samuel Gerard played so wonderfully by Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones just has that cop chasing you face. I mean, then. You just you see him coming he, like, yikes, I got to go away from this dude. His os- his face alone won him the Oscar for that oh, performance. A- absolutely. They're like, nah, that guy looks like a cop. I'm not even going to question it. Just give him the award now. I just, I will just forever love, love this movie. It's just, it's one of those movies that like based on a TV show that you're shocked that it's that good. Because usually, yeah. usually TV show movies are pretty bad. It, but it this one, up. they nailed Even when they tried to remake it for a TV show, people were like, I don't want the guy from Wings replacing Harrison Ford. That's just not going to yeah, work no. for me. I mean, Tommy Lee Jones may not care, I'm but sure he, I do. Well, I'm sure he doesn't. I, no, can't. You mi- I did a Jacob joke. Oh, did, oh. Oh, big God. Remember? Yep, you did. See, I, I got caught. I didn't kill my wife. <laughs> I, got, I got caught yes. on my, hoist, hoisted on my own batard. Yes, I did well, well done, Michelle. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Just for that, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go one of the stupidest movies on my entire list here. <laughs> okay. Are you ready? All right, so the 1992 movie, Fortress. Have you ever heard of it? No. All right, it's directed by Stuart Gordon, the director of Reanimator. So okay. he actually he's got, me, you put me in the mindset. got some cachet. <laughs> An all-time great actor, Christopher Lambert, guy who was somehow oh, married is. to Diane Lane. Go figure that one out. Um, so in 2017... In an America where the United States considers the citizens its property and they decide what they do with their body and their own kind of stuff, you know, completely different from current reality. Uh, um, Christopher Lambert and his wife, because you're only allowed to have one child. Go figure on okay. that one. They're trying to go to Canada so that way they can have their second child after they lost the first one. Oh. They get grabbed at the border and instead of getting treated like regular people, they get thrown in jail for trying to run away with government property. So. Yikes. They get thrown into a super prison that is run by Kurtwood Smith. You know, read from that '70s show, hamming it up. Like oh, that's mad. who it is. Oh yeah, he's the okay. uh, the prison warden. Okay. It's one of these um, TV movie only super prisons that are like underground, and there's a million death traps, and it's the worst of the worst, and the guard there's no guards, yada yada yada. Basically, Christopher Lambert just goes on this whole little thing about he's got to break himself out of there because he's got to save his wife, who was held in another part of the prison because. Not only are you not allowed, you're not allowed to have more kids if you're free, but if you're in jail, the government makes you have more kids for reasons <laughs> that they kind of bring up. Yeah, exactly. Sounds it's, great. It, it's fantastic. There, there may or may not be cyborgs involved in this as well. I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell you which way or the other, man, but oh my gosh. this was your quintessential HBO 11 p.m. or later kind of schlock The fest. movies that raised you. Oh my God. You don't, you <laughs> Don't even get me started. Um, but yeah, it's if you're looking for some B-movie, quote-unquote, trash with a question mark at <laughs> the end of it, that actually was good enough. Here's how popular it was. They made a second one. You want to, yeah, yeah. And I you don't want to think You want to guess what happens in the second one? Space prison. 
court. Space prison? Spa- of course a space prison. There's always a space prison involved. Why are you involved. doing this that, to people? It's not the last time we're going to be talking about space prisons All either. All right. I'm going to leave the 90s here. <laughs> so, yeah, if, if you want to go see one, go check out Fortress. Turn your brain off. You'll have a good old time if you like Lamb Baron. If you don't, well, you're going to learn who he is because nobody knows who that is these days. It is correct. <laughs> um, okay, 2000 film, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Fabulous. One of my favorite movies right there. Yeah, so much. It's possibly a bit less of a prison escape movie than a musical retelling of the Odyssey set in the American South. They technically break out of prison at the beginning. It tells the story of three prisoners, George Clooney, John Turturro, and Tim Blake Nelson, all wonderful. Top tier for all of them in this one. Who escape from a chain gang, and then they just try to make it back home. And along the way, they wind up becoming incidental celebrities for making a hit recording of the song Man of Constant Sorrow. Which is just lovely. Which, again, the, fun, I love that song. Fun side note: this was the al- this won the Grammy for album of the year and song of the year that year that it came out. I so. like how much it does not match George Clooney's voice. Is the part? I oh like my god, it's it hilarious! Like it doesn't. <clears throat> you know what's the subtle thing about that? Clooney knows that it doesn't match, yeah. and he makes it even more obvious that it doesn't match. It makes it even better. I mean, T Bone Burnett does the music, and you can tell because. It's a really amazing and thoughtful soundtrack all around. Mm-hmm. It's really, really Co- good. Coen Brothers did a great job picking the music for this. Do you know what's really interesting? A fun fact: the title for the film it comes from a 1941 Preston Sturges movie, Sullivan's Travels. Really? And in the movie, Oh Brother, Where Out Thou is the name of the gritty drama that the director protagonist is trying to make, despite the studio only wants him to make comedies. So it's like the whole point of the film. So, you know, Coen brothers are such film if, lovers. I wonder if there's some, like, subtle text in there they were trying to get across. Because yeah, I'm sure that, they look at their, cat- their catalog after this movie, and it's not their best, but it's a lot of comedy in there. That's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Wow, Jacob, mm-hmm. look See, at we, you. We just, You're profound today. We, we just pulled out another layer. It's a really great movie, though. So if you haven't seen it, I feel like some people missed it because it looked silly. But it Oh Brother, Where Art Thou is fantastic. I feel like before I saw a Teenage Jacob was like, that just looks like a dumb movie I don't want to see. And then I saw it, and I'm like, I need to watch that on repeat. Because I think we always think Tim Blake Nelson's going to play something stupid. But then you're like, he's great in everything he does. I mean, he does play someone it's stupid. It's because he's got that face. It's really he's got his poor face. Four, he does have one of those faces. Man, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> You just look but he's at, so talented. You just look at that guy and you're like, not, you're not going to be my star, my friend. <laughs> I'm not taking the elevator with that guy. I don't want to <laughs> talk to him. Okay. All right. So uh, next we're going back to space prison. I oh promised you we were going to space prison. What? This one, the, ni- the 2012 movie directed by Luc Besson, who's a pretty, yeah. pretty big time director. He's the guy who did The Fifth Element. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, yeah. And stars Guy Pierce as a... Uh, our, our hero in this one. I'm in it. What is Another it? Another great movie. It is Lockout. Never a even heard of it. Quote, un- maybe, maybe not. Not so much for legal reasons. Remake, retelling of Escape from New York uh, that they kind of took. Oh. So basically, the president's uh, or, um, sister or daughter gets kidnapped. And always, she gets always. kidnapped on a trip to this space prison, which I forget even what possible reason they had to keep her there. <laughs> um, so they take her up there. She gets um, kidnapped, and they're like, there's no way we can get a whole team up there because they're going to either kill her or blow up the whole station, and it'll be a whole big thing. So we need to grab our number one agent, who is Guy Pierce, playing CIA operative Snow, uh, who just technically got arrested for murdering a colonel in his, the Army for... <sighs> Maybe good reasons, maybe I not. I mean, it's always for good reasons. They're the good guys. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's pretty much how it's going to go. Uh, Guy Pierce is knows exactly the movie he's in right now. He is hamming it up like mad. He's throwing one-liners left and right. He is fantastic in this movie. Everybody realizes that we're making a stupid prison escape 
B-movie action thing here, and they just all go for it. I'm writing this title down, and I swear to God, if I actually watch it and it's terrible, I'm coming well, to your house. I, I already told you what kind of movie it's going to be. I said you enjoy the acting of the lead and <laughs> okay. then ignore kind of the rest of it. Okay. There's some pretty fun action in here, too. Um, but there's, you know, sci-fi plots. Is the government, again, maybe using its citizens and prisoners for experiments and stuff illegally? Again, totally not at all like our current reality, but... 2012's Lockup, man, that's a lockout. It is a lost gem from that time. Okay. All the aughts. That's, we wonder. <laughs> um, classic film here, 1967, Cool Hand Luke. You know, I never saw that one. Oh, really? I, I, I know a million scenes of it, but I have never seen it. I mean, there's nothing quite like Cool Hand Luke, to be honest with you. It is a really, like, stirring, multi-layered film about a man named Luke Jackson. Makes sense. Played by Paul Newman. Who love, is love sentenced. Chips, by the way. <laughs> Love is dressing. Who is sentenced to two years in a rural southern prison for the very minor anti-capitalist crime of decapitating parking meters? Seems sure. like a very harsh sentence, but he completely refuses to conform to the warden's behavioral rules. He's peacefully rebelling against petty tyranny. He's giving all of the other prisoners hope, and then of course it wouldn't be on this list if he did not try to escape as well of course i mean that's you wouldn't be technically you wouldn't even be on this list if you didn't but yes. i mean yeah th- yeah he's, he's trying to get out of there from what i understand it's a classic film for a reason it's really fantastic excellent performance and i need we just need to take one moment together as a people to appreciate that paul newman was one of the best looking humans to ever exist i mean it was like paul newman and steve mcqueen were just fighting over that back i in mean the day. to me steve mcqueen can't even hold a candle to paul newman i would agree with that steve mcqueen always looked kind of old to me like, and you might be thinking like steve mcqueen is cool but once you see cool hand luke then you're like oh my god paul yeah. newman is yeah, also yeah. so cool I, you know what i would give the edge to paul newman i, yes. I think like yeah that's he, right you get it i feel like uh yeah he had like the older thing going on steve mcqueen and robert redford both had that we look older than we are Kind of yeah, deal. Robert Redford was also a cutie patootie, but I never got the Robert Redford thing. It looks so much like uh, Brad Pitt young. What if they left him out in the sun for no, too long? He's an old man now. You're so judgy. But when he was young, yeah, what they definitely they had similarities. Done with ducking his head in some moisturizer for oh about a week God. and a half. I mean, the Here guy. Here we go. Do your, care do is your damn movie. All right, so we're gonna get. Oh, you ready to get serious? I'm ready. Let's get serious. 1990s Ernest Goes to Jail, starring Jim Varney. I hate someone. (laughs) Uh, Ernest P. Worrell famously uh, created by a car dealership as a spokesperson for a series of commercials that became a movie star. Everybody knows that story. Um, So it's an Ernest movie, everybody. If you've seen Ernest movies, you know where you're getting. Absurd plot. You're going to get those two guys. I mean, why has anyone seen them? You're going to get those two guys that are always in the rest of his movies that are brothers that may or may not be the same characters. They never really get into it. Uh, so basically in this one, Ernest wants to become a bank teller. That's his latest little job. But, you know, he doesn't really have anything going on. He's kind of a loser janitor at his job. But one day he gets a thing into jury duty. So, again, a thing they would never do in jury duty. They decide to take the jurors into the prison, into prison to try to see the location of a murder. Who And it just so happens that the most dangerous criminal in the prison is an exact double of Ernest. Oh so we, my God, Jacob, <laughs> how are you even saying these words? So while he's in prison, the, um, the bad guy and a couple of his henchmen, they kidnap the, the nice Ernest and they switch spots with him. <sighs> so then the bad one is like, I'm going to go and ruin his life, steal the money from the bank, and then the re- good Ernest is going to get the chair for me in a couple of days. <laughs> So then Ernest basically I'm slowly has to, dying. <clears throat> my eyes are closing. My body is breaking down. I haven't even gotten to the part where he gets electrical powers yet. <laughs> we, we did not get to that one. 
Oh my God! This is about my famous, my favorite Ernest movie. It is D, D, uh. dumb with a dumb capital D on this one. But oh, if you like the uh, the kind of impressions that we're doing there, you know exactly what those are going to be. You're going to have usual montage scenes. You're going to get your Rube Goldberg esque uh, openings all sitting around all the place. I do like that. Those are pretty fun. They need to break those back in movies. I don't know why they stopped doing them. But you know, if you want to get yourself uh, some more dumbness, go go pick up the Ernest goes. I'm to jail. never going to do that. <laughs> you you uh you need to relax. Ernest a goes bit. to the movies. You, That's as far as I went. You need to get on the John Cherry train and just like watch that guy's. I mean, six it was movies. a career for him, so obviously people yeah. there was a reason people liked it. We haven't even gotten to like uh, you know Ernest goes to Africa. We're not going to get that far into it. I don't even. That's a real movie. We don't ever need to talk about this that bad. Where does Jacob find the time? Okay, a recent film that I think was really overlooked was 2017's Logan Lucky. Oh, I love that movie, dude. Right? That movie's great. It's so good. So it's kind of like half heist, half prison escape. Um, It's about three siblings, Channing Tatum, Adam Driver, and Riley Keogh, who want to rob the Charlotte Motor Speedway during a NASCAR race. Which, of course... It's cool, though, because it's kind of an original one, too. Like, you don't see that a lot. We see a lot of no. the same things over and over, so that's nice. But to do this, they're going to need a really pro safe cracker to help them. But the guy that they want, who is Daniel Craig, who is doing another weird southern drawl in this movie, I will say. Even back then, you could tell he wanted to be out of James Bond and just doing his own thing because he he, he's great in this that, movie. He that is accent. fabulous. But that's the guy they want, but he is currently serving a prison sentence. Don't forget his name. Joe Bang. You want yeah, Joe Bang to go ahead right. and blow up your safe for you. Which makes an amazing alibi that he's in jail if they can actually bust him out. Bust him out and get him back in. Very important. That's the other important part. I of feel that. like because he's like a safe cracking explosive expert, as you said, the name Joe Bang. I think that's what like Dickens would have named him he probably, if he had yeah. somehow lived long enough to be a Hollywood screenwriter. Because it's really it's it's a little on the nose, but <laughs> sure. it's still still pretty fabulous. That movie's super fun though. That's like a great. You want to put a movie on the weekend, and mm-hmm. you're like, this is exactly what I want. From my films. It's been on TV Just a lot this. lately, too, so I've been doing that. Like, I need something in the background. Like, oh, Logan Lucky's coming out. Like, okay. I'm so mad that nobody saw it. It's such a big flop because nobody It's like the same it. with The Nice Guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I another loved one. that movie, and then they were really going to make more, and then they didn't because no one watched it. Thanks a lot, yeah. world. Thanks, everybody. We're going to get lot. a million Avatar movies, and we're not going <sighs> to get a Logan Lucky, Stop too. tormenting me. You know what? The second one, better than the first one. Faint praise because the first one stunk. The second one, not much better. Did need to be three hours again, guys. Uh, oh, I will not be finding that so, out. All right. So depressed. You got another one to throw at us here? Yeah. Um. Oh, boy. Okay. You want dumb two guys dumb or one guy dumb? <sighs> Give me two guys dumb. Oh, I like your thinking. <laughs> We're going to 1989 with Tango and Cash, the grouping up of Kurt Russell and Sylvester Stallone. You know I'm in on it, man. I know it. I actually don't think I ever saw it. Oh, boy. Let me get to this one. So they play the top two cops, uh, Raymond Tango. And Gabriel Cash, the top two cops of I'm LA. so glad they paired him together because Tango and Cash is an excellent, oh, yeah. so excellent name. Stallone's playing the tight, the buttoned-up kind of a um, little bit more by-the-books kind of detective. Oh, yeah. While, I uh, go by the books. Yeah, what are you doing? I'm doing it correctly. What are you doing, Kurt <laughs> Russell? We got to go blue. <laughs> then we got, uh, you know, Kurt Russell and his all his 80s glory playing the kind of wild child, like wild card kind of cop. But wouldn't you know it? With uh, Jack Palance being the heavy in this movie, oh, yeah. oh, he's playing the bad guy. Yeah, he figures out a way since these guys are cu- starting to cut in on his business. He gets them both thrown away for the same murder by framing him. So, 
Somehow they get arrested, tried, sent to jail, all, <laughs> oh, yeah, within, all within about two weeks. We have a really quick judicial system <laughs> yeah. here. So they get in there, and right when they're about to be pr- um, tortured by some prisoners, they break out of jail and figure they got to go after Jack Palance together, even though they don't get along, to prove their innocence and to um, wow. stop the criminals. This is great late 80s, early 90s action nonsense in here. Terry Hatcher's first movie. She makes her oh, debut okay. in this movie, too. I feel like there's so much shooting in this movie. Movies back oh. then, it was like just, there'd be like one hour. I'm like, they're just been shooting guns for one hour, and yet the stars never get hit. <laughs> never get hit. Never even get close to getting hit. <laughs> nope. Um, and it's just, there's banter between these two. We, it's always funny to see Stallone in a suit. Always makes me laugh. I'm like, yeah. it doesn't, doesn't fit you, guy. Unless you're playing a mafia dude, where it kind of does. But in these times, like, nah. But yeah, great, dumb action flick. Go check it out, man. Jack Palance is a bad guy. Who doesn't love that? I do like that a lot. All right, I'm going to do the last one here because we're running out of time. Uh, Grand Budapest Hotel. Ah, my only, well, one of two now um, of that guy's movies that I like. Okay, that's great. So as a filmmaker, Wes Anderson, he's definitely slowly been getting more ambitious with his movies. Mm -hmm. Um, He's, you know, increasing the number of genres that he's doing, and he's having casts that are continually growing in size. The Grand Budapest Hotel, which I will say is one of his most pastel-looking films. Oh, you think? Yeah. It's um, like, like Miami in the 80s yeah. all over your face, man. But it feels like one of his bi- biggest movies because it's spanning like a great deal of time. It features really a lot of big-name actors. Um, it, there's a ton of really entertaining sequences in it. Some are really funny. Some are serious. Some are both, which I think his writing is really good at that. Um, but part of the film does turn into a prison break movie after uh, Ray Fine's character is falsely imprisoned and befriends some fellow prisoners who help him escape. I'd say it's one of the film's um, highlights. When he runs away from those cops, like oh, just out of nowhere, it makes me laugh every time I see it. It's such I a mean, stupid little scene. But and Anderson's laugh. really good at that quirky kind of, st- especially like deadpan style blending. Yeah. Along with like prison escape tropes that we've seen. So for that, it works really, oh, really yeah. well. It, this is no Steve Zissou, everybody. This movie's actually funny. So go ahead and check this one out. There's a reason that it was up for Best Picture the year that it came out. Yeah. So. Steve Cece is a little harder, but I feel like we're running out of time. Do you, sir, do you want to plug us up? All right, so, and we're not at all suggesting something, but if you were thinking about ways to break (laughs) out of prison and you need somewhere to begin looking up an architecture and all, and, uh, you know, how to dig a tunnel and all that, you know where's a good place to start? Your local library. We got 37 branches all throughout Erie County. Stop on by and say, I want to break out of prison. Maybe change the wording a little bit, and uh, we'll try to help you out as much as we can. how are they in the library if they're in prison? Well, it's you know, you get those, like, 30 days before oh, you gotta go. Okay. Yeah, it's like an Edward Norton movie oh, going okay. on. Um, but yeah, stopping by, we'll give you a hand as much as we are legally allowed to do. <laughs> um, also, don't forget to visit our website at www.buffalolib.org. See what programs we got going on and uh, come check them out when you can. Okay, so let's talk about some famous prison escapes. I have too many. I'm gonna try to limit it. I like French robber and convicted murderer Pascal Payette had three successful prison escapes under his belt. Nice. Became really internationally renowned. So on October 12th, 2001, Pascal escaped a French village prison by having his friends collect him from the roof of the prison with a hijacked helicopter. Okay. No big deal. Great. Then he... Good good job, French guards. Who who couldn't miss a helicopter? He returned to that prison, Jacob, via helicopter in 2003 and helped three more prisoners (laughs) escape. I hope he was wearing the same outfit he had when he got out, too. In 2005, he was recaught sentenced to 30 years for a murder of the guard that occurred during a 
hijacking. He was in jail for a short time before he decided to escape again in 2007. He arranged for his friends to hijack another helicopter. They took the pilot hostage. They forced him to fly to Pascal's prison where he was waiting on the roof. All right, look, France, here's a little hint. You got this guy escaping from your prisons in helicopters all the time. Maybe put a guy outside with some binoculars or something. Yeah, you, could, you could use somebody on the roof. It um, ain't that hard to know when a helicopter's coming. How about um, our friend El Chapo? Oh, yep. We got our Mexican drug lord, former leader of the Sinola cartel. Did I say that right? Uh, Sinaloa. Sinaloa cartel. Check out uh, Narcos Mexico for some extra info. He managed to escape from prison twice. His first escape occurred in January 2001. After being arrested on drug charges by the Mexican police, he bribed guards in his prison to assist him escape. He escaped the prison by climbing into a laundry cart. Which, a little basic, but it works. Very basic. He was free for the next 13 years. So in 2014, he was rearrested, and a short 17 months later, El Chapo escaped again. This time, everyone knows how, because he escaped mm -hmm. through a mile-long tunnel built underneath the showers of a maximum security prison. And this is not just like a dirt tunnel. It had lighting, it mm -hmm. had ventilation, it had a modified motorcycle on tracks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they, they, they really Sicario'd this, uh, this tunnel, man. They were like, they had it all kinds of set up. I actually was almost sad that he was recaptured again in 2016, and we're just waiting. We're well, waiting he, for the oh, next breakout. He, he ain't getting nowhere. He's in, he's in <laughs> yeah. Supermax. He ain't going nowhere. And the last one, South Korean Chao Got Bak was arrested on September 12th of 2012 for robbery charges. Sure. Now, he was a yoga practitioner of 23 years. Oh boy, I see and on September 17th, just five days after his arrest, he squeezed through a food slot that was only five by nine inches tall and 17 inches wide. The entire movement reportedly only took him 34 seconds. Dude, you know what? I'm not even gonna. I'm not even mad at the guards on that one. It's like, what are you supposed to do? Yeah, he earned the nickname Korean Houdini from journalists. But he's got bones. How the hell do you even get through there? It's really hard like to understand. How do you make your head get smaller? All of that, and he was caught six days later. So kind Dude. of a waste. But see, he did all that yoga. Didn't bother doing any cardio. <laughs> couldn't couldn't get away. There it is. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you next time. Bye.